0: In this episode of the Live Damn Well podcast.
1: It was not getting better. The pain was so severe at times that I would double over, you know, in my house. My wife would be scared. She said, you know, let me take you to the emergency room. But being a physician, I knew that the emergency room physician cannot do anything except for giving me some pain medications. So I was like very, very frustrated. At that time, you know, like one time, actually, I dared to ask my physician friend, you know, like, you know, will I be kind of, you know, this way whole of my life? Will I be taking these medications? And he said, well, most likely yes. And I was like, I was so scared. I was like, I'm just 32. I cannot live this miserable life, you know, for too long. You know, I cannot be in pain all the time. You know, I cannot function with my job the way I am like this. I Something needs to change. This lady who came to saw me, like she was a 52-year-old lady. And then she was like, she came to see me and I was just sitting in the clinic. And the moment she entered and sat down, And I said, you know, hi, how are you doing? She was saying, I'm fine. And the next question she asked me is that, Dr. Gupta, do you know which number doctor you are that I'm seeing? And I was just taken aback. I was like, I don't expect that kind of question. I was like, what, like third or fourth? She said, you are the 51st doctor I'm seeing. I was like, Really? He said, I have seen literally every doctor, every specialist in this whole country, and nobody can fix me. And you are just my last hope. You know, after you, if I don't get an answer, if I don't get better, I'm just lost of hope.
0: I hope you didn't click on this podcast by mistake, but if you did, well, you might as well stay because this is a pretty amazing conversation that I had with Dr. Anshul Gupta. I'm going to introduce him very soon, but basically... This gives you an incredible look into the world of functional medicine, which is really relatively a new field. And I think it's pretty incredible what the field of functional medicine is doing with patients looking for root cause solutions to root cause problems, rather than a symptom-based approach, which clearly has proven to be pathetically inadequate. So, If that seems harsh to you right now, trust me, there are going to be many, many more episodes I'm going to do, which help to illustrate just that. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Jorge Roman, and I'm currently training to be a certified health coach. I am also author of Return to Human. And my real purpose behind having this podcast and doing what I want to do is because I see a lot of misinformation out there, very harmful misinformation from the natural health wackos, from the super rigid, ultra-scientific, narrow-minded, dogmatic, ideological approach that a lot of modern medicine has become. So that's where I want to come in. And obviously, I'm 20 years old. I clearly don't have all of the solutions. If I did, we'd be in a very different place right now. But what I hope to do is bring people on the show that can help to shed light on some of these issues and i hope to have amazing conversations with them and learn myself and teach people along the way so that's a little purpose statement for now stick around i hope you enjoy i hope that this podcast this episode brings you a lot of value especially to those of you who may be suffering with some sort of thyroid problem yourself or You know a family member who is. Uh, Dr. Gupta is incredibly, incredibly knowledgeable on the subject. And yeah, please enjoy. Share it if you like it. And if you don't like it, well, yeah, just don't share it. Without further ado, here is Dr. Gupta. This is the Live Damn Well podcast. My name is Jorge Roman and my guest today is Dr. Anshul Gupta, a board certified family medicine physician, certified in functional medicine, Peptide therapy and trained in integrative medicine. Dr. Gupta has worked at the Cleveland Clinic Department of Functional Medicine as a specialist in thyroid. Dr. Gupta helps individuals reverse the symptoms of thyroid dysfunction. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Gupta, and thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure.
0: So, the first question I want to get into is most people that I talk to that get into the world of health usually either had their own health problems or you know, a family member did. So we talked a little bit about this on the Zoom call we had last week, but how did you exactly get into functional medicine and thyroid health?
1: Yeah, so um, I always say that, you know, people who enter functional medicine has their own health journey because it's such a esoteric field uh, that, you know, conventional medicine uh, almost doesn't know that it exists. So my story actually started off, you know, after I did my family medicine residency. So I got uh, trained into a traditional doctor as a family physician. And then after that, I started practicing into rural Virginia. It was a nice practice, but it was very, very busy. And then after a couple of years into my practice, what I started noticing was that I started having my own health issues. So first of all, it started off with having some stomach pains. Then after that, I started having feeling fatigued, more tired than usual. Then suddenly I started gaining weight. Now, I was always an overweight child, you know, like, so like those chubby kids that everybody likes to play around with. (laughs) So I was that chubby kid, but, you know, nobody bothered about it. And then even in the med school, you know, like, you know, it was not a huge issue. But suddenly after work, you know, like joining work, I started gaining extreme amount of weight. And then there was a little bit like, you know, I felt that my mental capacity was not at par as it was before. So all of these issues started creeping up, which was like very, very vague. You know, there was no, they were not pointing towards any particular disease. Well, being my own physician, I started treating myself, right? So I started taking some medications for the stomach pain. It was not getting better. The pain was so severe at times that I would double over, you know, in my house. My wife would be scared. She said, you know, let me take you to the emergency room. But being a physician, I knew that the emergency room physician cannot do anything except for giving me some pain medications because there was no red signs or red flags, as you would say. So then I started thinking, okay, well, I'm not smart enough. Maybe let me talk to my colleagues, you know, who are smarter than me. So all these different specialists, like gastroenterologists, you know, like, you know, allergists, and you name it, I saw so many different specialists. They did all different kinds of investigations on me, like endoscopies, you know, like ultrasounds and like, you know, all those things, everything was normal. Nobody could figure out why I was having this extreme amount of pain and all these symptoms, and there no answer. They kept on increasing my medication. And just remember, I was just 32 at the time. So I was just 32 having all these medical issues, and I was healthy as a child or healthy, you know, on uh, all my whole life, except for just being slightly overweight. So I was, like, very, very frustrated. At that time, you know, like, one time, actually, I dared to ask my physician friend, you know, like, you know, will I be kind of, you know, this way whole of my life? Will I be taking these medications? And he said, well, most likely, yes. And I was like, I was so scared. I was like, I'm just 32. I cannot live this miserable life, you know, for too long. You know, I cannot be in pain all the time. You know, I cannot function with my job the way I am like this. I, something needs to change. So then I came to know about this functional medicine. You know, somebody kind of gave me a book and I kind of saw on something online. So I started training into that. So they have different modules in functional medicine. So I took took just one module to kind of see if it helps me out. And it made sense to me, you know, because they were talking about a lot of science behind it and what you can do. A total different approach, a total different approach, you know, that was new. So I was like, okay, I need to look into that and see because I had literally had no choice. So I started applying those concepts. Within one month, my pain was gone. That was huge Whoa. and then within six months i was off all medications i was down 40 pounds and then you know like my mental capacity and my 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 like alertness level was the best i had ever been so that was huge like within six months i was able to reverse all of my diseases and everything that i had and without a single medication that i need to take That was huge that was a big eye-opener you know all of the all of the specialists that i've seen before when i met them they would not look in my eye at the time because they had no answers to my disease but then you know like when they started seeing me better and they were like what's going on you seem to be doing better i was like Mm -hmm. yeah you know like i had this functional medicine and i'm off all medications and they were like really they said that's huge you know like how did you do it they were all astonished you know so then at the time i realized you know this is something powerful this is something that world needs to know. You know, I need to have all of my patients know about it because they are suffering, you know, just endlessly and miserably, right? There is no reason for them to be this way. So that's the reason I, start, I I started training more in functional medicine and integrative medicine and all those fields so that I can help more and more people out and not being just this way, you know, like all the time.
0: Yes. And I actually, to go back to your point about uh, you going to a bunch of specialists that's something that I actually dealt with um, secondhand because my girlfriend has a lot of autoimmune problems and Mm. um, like my mom has thyroid problems. Actually she has um, eight siblings and four of them are women and they all have hypothyroidism. So Mm. it's something that I've kind of dealt with. And that's, that's kind of the problem that I'm seeing with, with conventional medicine is there are a lot of specialists and yes, they know a lot about gastroenterology for example, right? But they're not looking as much at stress or they're not looking at, you know, nutrition. And that's something that I kind of want to ask you later on in the podcast is, you know, holism and, you know, the concept of the body as an interconnected system is something that's so important. And it's something that's kind of um, dismissed a little bit in, in conventional medicine. You kind of single out like one variable and you try to treat that one little variable, but you don't look at the root cause. You don't look at the entire
1: person, Right. Absolutely. Yes. And that's where, you know, I liked functional medicine so much. And that's the reason I was a family medicine physician all the time. And I never wanted to specialize because what I felt, again, the same thing was that these specialists like like looking at different parts of our body as if like we are not interconnected. But the bigger picture is that one part affects the other. Again, I'm not like shamming any, any specialist or anything. They definitely have their own place. But for me, it made more sense to have like an interconnectedness where mm-hmm. I can look at a person as a whole and treat them, you know, like not just particular their symptoms or a disease, but treat the whole person. And that's where the functional medicine is very, very important. It's a root cause medicine, right? Because it goes to the root cause of the problem and figure out why, why that particular person is having that disease. Because that's what has been, you know, like forgotten in our medicine world. Nobody knows why, you know, we are having these chronic health issues, right? It's basically, okay, you have a health issue, you have the symptom take this medicine, and then that's a band-aid that we put you on and that's it. You know, just go home and keep taking those medicines for the rest of your life. But nobody does the detective work into figuring out why, why that particular person developed that particular disease on the first, you know, first time.
0: So why do you think that is? Why do you think? um, Is it, you know, just the training that conventional medicine doctors go through? Or, um, you know, is it a lack of time? Because I know, like, if I look at my allopathic medicine doctor, they'll be super busy, you know, with paperwork and things like that. So it's really hard for them to stay up to date on, you know, scientific research and things like nutrition, because, you know, something that I talked about on my last podcast is, up until recently, there wasn't too much nutrition education for med schools. So what's, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the problem is, I feel the problem is multifactorial. Again, it's just not one problem. So yes, you know, the training of conventional medicine physicians are heavily focused on symptom-based medicine. Okay, well, you have the symptom and you treat that symptom. So that's what you know the basic approach is now we do get a lot like you know we do get some training in biochemistry and physiology and all those basic concepts in our initial med school but then those those concepts are just left over there nobody takes those concepts and tries to apply them when you go into actually clinical world so that's kind of you know the 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 problem that we are facing and the second issue is that you know like our medical world right now is being controlled by pharmaceutical industries, right? So the pharmaceutical industries, you know, obviously have their own interests in trying to treat, you know, different diseases with medications. Now, as you said, nutrition is not a pharmaceutical drug, right? Nobody nobody can patent it. Nobody can sell it to the masses. So those things, you know, like are not favorable. So that's the reason we as physicians sometimes do not get educated about them as much as we should be. And then as the pharmaceutical industry is so powerful, it basically controls a lot of protocols that we are developing for different diseases. So that's where, you know, like, you know, a lot of physicians are always relying on these medications. And the third problem is definitely the time. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, what what I say is that, you know, if I have, like, when I was a family physician, I could see, like, patients literally in, like, 15 minutes. That's the amount of time I had to see a patient. Now, in 15 minutes, I start talking about nutrition. Okay, well, it takes me one hour or more than one hour now to see a client just because I want to know everything about them. Just a question, okay, what do you eat? It will take me 15 minutes to kind of know about what that person eats. Right. right. So just kind of leave alone about kind of telling them what is a right diet and what is the way to get the diet and you know, like how to eat right on the budget and all those things. That's just more time consuming. And unfortunately our industry right now just feels that 15 minutes is enough for a physician and that's what they get. So then, you know, obviously nobody has time, you know, and can put into that.
0: Right. And actually, so right now I'm training to be a certified health coach. And and to me at the beginning, I was kind of, you know, I didn't really know what that was, what that encompassed. And as, I, as I've come to learn more about it, I've learned that it's actually really important. Like it's a really important little like sub niche because, as you said, uh, doctors are very super knowledgeable people. Right. And they're basically more of the if you're really sick, then, you know, let me take care of you. But what about, you know, the day in and day out of nutrition, for example, you know, you can't really have a doctor in many cases that sits down for an hour or two hours with someone. And that's really where I think the field of health coaching comes in you, you know, you work with a doctor, and you give that more time that that patient needs in terms of actually, you know, applying things like, you know, nutrition and, and things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I was working at the Cleveland Clinic Functional Medicine, we had a very, very nice model, very, very innovative model. And it's like one of kinds in the whole world. So we had people from all over the world kind of coming over to look at our model because we were using nutritionists, health coaches and physicians as a team to kind of take care of these clients. And we were just seeing like almost the sickest of the sickest of the patients that we have seen like patients like who had no answers, like literally I I tell the story like to, um, to uh, a lot of my, you know, kind of folks is that, you know, like this lady who came to saw me, like she was a 52 year old lady. And then she was like, she came to see me and I was just sitting in the clinic. And the moment she entered and sat down and I said, you know, hi, how are you doing? She was saying, I'm fine. And the next question she asked me is that Dr. Gupta, do you know which number doctor you are that I'm seeing? And I was just taken aback. I was like, I don't expect that kind of question. I was like, what, like third or fourth? He said, you are the 51st doctor I'm seeing. I was like, really? He said, I have seen literally every doctor, every specialist in this whole country, and nobody can fix me. And you are just my last hope. You know, after you, if I don't get an answer, if I don't get better, I'm just lost of hope. I was like, oh. wow. I was like, first of all, that's too much pressure on me. I don't want so much pressure. Right. But second of all, I said, I totally understand, you know, like what you're feeling. You know, I was, I have not seen 50 doctors, but I've seen several doctors and I know what it feels. It is too scary to even mention anything about it. But let me tell you that we will do everything to get you better. She had multiple health issues. She was just miserable. She was not functioning at all. She was fatigued, she was brain fogged, she was like having weight issues, like she was literally able to eat only three or four foods, literally, she said, this is my diet, like these three or four foods is what I eat all the time, and nobody can figure out what is wrong with me. And then we started a protocol on her, like kind of reversing a disease, it took me one year, but finally, after one year, her quality of life is so much better now. He just sent me an email saying that Dr. Gupta, I cannot imagine this is the first time in last five years that I was able to go out in a restaurant and have a normal meal. He said, that is huge for me. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so that's the kind of power of functional medicine that, you know, we were using, you know, like by seeing the sickest of sickest and it was just not me. It was the health coaches. It was a nutritionist. She needed a lot of support, as you said, Then health coaches are wonderful. You know, like, uh, because they provide so much support. These diseases have their roots, which can be sometimes all the way in their childhood. You know, like, you know, being traumatic, like going through some trauma in the childhood or having some bad experience or some bad infection in the childhood. Sometimes we are not able to figure that out. And a health coach is able to. And they tell us, okay, do you know, like, this person had this issue as a child. And she said, well, they never told me anything about it. But they form such deep connections with them that they open up. And right. sometimes, you know, like the vulnerable things that they would not tell anybody else, they share with these health coaches. And that's huge. And that's where bingo, I said, you know, bingo, that's what problem is. Let's kind of get her connected to a therapist, you know, who can kind of help her out. And then, you know, you see so great changes. So absolutely, the health coaches are so invaluable in the field of functional medicine that, you know, we are using them more and more. And I, I think they are adding so much good value in the treatment plans for for our clients.
0: Right. And, and so you are seeing like the Cleveland Clinic, for example, is one of the best examples of this. But you guys in functional medicine are seeing amazing transformations with people. So when I, I went on Wikipedia a few months ago and I saw functional medicine being labeled as pseudoscience, as something that's disproven and unproven methods. What like why do you think most alternative medicine like chiropractic care and functional medicine is, is dismissed and denounced like that?
1: So again, you know, like again, it's multifactorial. First of all, you know, like, as I mentioned to you is that during a med school, we do not get any training into these alternative fields. Right. Hardly we get a uh, like couple of classes on nutrition. Right. So leave alone about supplements or leave alone about like stress management and all those things. Nobody talks about those things in med schools in details. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the first part of it. And the second part of it is that, now again, coming back to the same thing, like pharmaceutical industry is so huge. They have so much money, right? So they have money to put like into big studies. Like if I want to do a randomized controlled trial to kind of, you know, um, know if diet plays a role in thyroid disease, that's a million dollar project. Now, who is going to give me a million dollar to do that project? You kind of, who is going to sponsor me? So most of these studies, which we research study that we see, are being sponsored by pharmaceutical industry. So, and there is no industry like, you know, which supports or which has so much money to give to the alternative fields. So that's the reason, you know, like, and that's the reason that most of the industries say that, okay, well, functional medicine or integrative medicine or chiropractic or anything is a sham medicine because it do not have the evidence to prove that they work. Okay. But the good part is that in the last decade, you know, like things have been changing. So as more and more physicians are adopting these alternative things, so smaller studies have crept up, right? These are not like, you know, like big studies. where have like thousands and thousands of patients, but hundreds of patients, right? Uh, because a couple of centers are collaborating and doing these studies and we are seeing positive results. So now we do actually have some studies which do support that what we are doing makes sense. In fact, Cleveland Clinic last year just published a big study where they compared patients who were managed by the way of functional medicine as compared to conventional medicine. And they saw that they had better clinical outcomes. And actually, it was financially cheaper than managing conventional medicine. So that study was published last year. So that was like a five-year study that we did, you know, like a huge study by comparing thousands of patients. So now we have studies. It says basically people are not looking at those studies. Um, so slowly and slowly the perspective is changing, but it is very slow.
0: Right, right. That, that's something that, that will occur with, um, with science. Like it'll take a long time, even as evidence starts to build up, it'll take a long time for the mainstream focus to now become, you know, lifestyle interventions. And, and like you said, there's uh, the shift in funding will also have to start occurring. So I want to get into thyroid health now because, you know, as we talked about in our Zoom call, it's something that's just shot up in recent years. And um, so first of all, what is the thyroid and why is it so important to our health?
1: Yeah, so thyroid is an endocrine gland. So we have these endocrine system in our body, which produces a lot of different kinds of hormones. So thyroid gland is basically an endocrine gland, which is located right here, you know, into like in, in your neck. Uh, it's a butterfly shaped gland, which produces different hormones, different thyroid hormones. And these thyroid hormones are vital for basically, you know, for living. Um, so they, they control our metabolic structure. They control our growth. They control our brain development. Uh, they control our temperature control. So they are very, very, uh, huge in playing different roles, you know, in our body. And that's what it produces, these thyroid hormones and, uh, uh, that's where it it basically is able to regulate a lot of different functions of our body.
0: Okay, okay, perfect. And then, so with someone that may not know that they have a problem with their thyroid, what are some of the symptoms that you should look out for? Like, is it, you know, stomach pain, like you said, fatigue, metabolism problems?
1: Yeah, So um, so unfortunately, there is no one symptom of the thyroid issue, but I will tell you the most common ones that people should look forward to. Like if they have those symptoms, then they should definitely kind of get their thyroid levels checked. So first of all, as you mentioned, fatigue is a huge problem. Second of all, weight issues. So a lot of people, especially females, will come saying that, you know, we literally do not eat anything, but still we keep on gaining more weight. So like, you know, if you're if difficult to lose weight or keep on gaining weight is, is an important symptom. Um, feeling cold all the time is another symptom of thyroid issue. Hair loss or hair thinning is another common symptom of thyroid problem mm-hmm. and then brain fog is also another main symptom of thyroid issues so these symptoms are main ones that i see with almost everybody who have thyroid issues will have some or the other symptom which i mentioned right now
0: okay okay and then in terms of testing if um i would say like mom go and go to your doctor and ask for these tests which which tests would you recommend
1: yeah, so testing is a huge, huge controversial part in thyroid uh, because the conventional medicine doctors only do one test, okay, uh, which is called TSH, which is a thyroid-stimulating hormone, okay? And that's the conventional way of checking the thyroid issue. Just order a TSH, and if it, is a, if it is abnormal, that's the only way to diagnose it. But now what we're realizing, now remember that, you know, when I said thyroid is a gland which produces several different thyroid hormones, right? But we are only checking one thyroid hormone, which is TSH. So we miss the opportunity of early diagnosis of thyroid problems because we are only checking one thyroid issue. Okay. So that's the reason it is important to get a complete thyroid panel, which includes the TSH, which includes the T3, includes the T4, which also includes thyroid antibodies, which is, you know, the TPO or the thyroid peroxidase antibody and also thyroglobulin antibodies. So this is a complete thyroid panel, you know, which is the basic panel that all of my thyroid patients, which actually every, if everybody who is suspicious of thyroid should get uh, so that we uh, can get, you know, uh, the proper diagnosis of thyroid issues, because what happens is that, you know, like I specialize in a certain disease of thyroid, which is called Hashimoto's. Now Hashimoto's is, a, is an autoimmune thyroid issue, right? You know, you mentioned autoimmune disease, you know, you already, you know, your, your, your family and friends are dealing with it, right? So in autoimmune disease, what happens is that your body is producing antibodies which are destroying your thyroid gland or different parts of your body. Now, if you're just checking TSH and not checking antibodies, you miss the diagnosis of Hashimoto's. So there are several people who who have Hashimoto's for several years, but they don't even know about it. And because their thyroid antibodies were never checked. But if we can check those antibodies and if we can identify that person has Hashimoto's, we can actually save them for becoming hypothyroid. Because once the antibodies have already distorted thyroid gland, it becomes very, very challenging to kind of reverse engineer and kind of rejuvenate your thyroid gland. It is still possible, but to a certain extent. But if we catch it early enough, then through functional medicine, we see phenomenal results that people do not develop hypothyroidism, you know, as they go along.
0: And just to clarify, hypothyroidism is when you're not producing enough thyroid hormones and, you know, that can look like someone gaining too much weight. And then hyperthyroidism is when the opposite, you have too many and you might have trouble putting on weight.
1: That is absolutely correct. Yes. So the most common hypothyroidism issue is because of Hashimoto's. Um, That's where, you know, you get those brain fog, you get, you know, like they are gaining too much weight or they have, they feel too much cold all the time. And the other is hyperthyroidism and the most common disease is called Graves disease. Okay. Okay. And again, those, those are the people who are like losing weight, uh, who are irritable all the time. um, And then, you know, have like issues with palpitations, which is like heart beating, beating fast and all those things.
0: Okay. Because that's, that's definitely something I've started to experience in the past few years um, in terms of hyperthyroidism, because um, you know, when puberty hit, I, I started to lose a lot of weight. Like as, as you said in the beginning, being that chubby kid, like that's who I was when I was little. And uh, but then as puberty hit, I completely slimmed down. and I've actually had uh, a lot of trouble putting on weight. Um, I was a competitive swimmer for around 15 years. And, um, you know, my coaches would always tell me, like, you got to eat, like you got to keep eating because you need to gain weight. You're, you're too skinny. You got to put on muscle. And I would stuff my face and I just could not gain any weight. And so, I, I've definitely noticed that in, in myself. Do you like healthy food? Do you also like it to be incredibly expensive? I'm assuming that the latter is a sure fire no. But if it isn't, then you can just stop listening now. But if you're still listening, I wanted to bring your attention to a grocery store which is actually not a physical store. It is a fully online, delivered right to your door, super grocery store. That is a fraction of the price that you'd find at your normal health food stores. This grocery store is Thrive Market. It's 100% online. Incredible ingredients like organic, non-GMO, raw, vegan, keto, paleo, whatever kind of buzzword adjective that you'd find in the health community, they have it. And although I'm not really a fan of processed foods, Thrive Market kind of makes it hard to resist. They have some incredible lightly processed food such as dry salted cashews or coconut flakes or paleo cookies and paleo mixes. So if you're going to cheat, I recommend you try out Thrive Market. My family and I have been using it for a few years now and it has been one of the best choices and best investments in our health that we've made. So check them out. I will leave a link in the description to a $24 in-store credit that you guys can use using the link. I hope you check them out because it's really a pretty incredible offer.
1: Yeah. So interesting thing, what happens in Hashimoto sometimes is that for a certain amount of time, you actually can be hyperthyroid and then you can become hypothyroid. So sometimes people go into the shifts where they can be hyper and hypo. Interesting. So always I ask them, all our patients to get again, this complete thyroid panel by checking those antibodies along with just not just the TSH. So that if again, if the situation is high Hashimoto's, then you can do something about it. So that otherwise, you know, you'd right now, maybe you are in hyper mode, you might become hypo, you know, in the future. So very, very important to kind of know that you know, aspect also.
0: Okay, great, great. And so as, as we were saying, thyroid issues have become very, very common lately. And, you know, was this always the case or is it kind of a consequence of living in this toxic modern world with pesticides, you know, unhealthy processed food, uh, chronic emotional stress
1: absolutely yes so yes we we had thyroid issues but in the recent you know 20 50 years it has just escalated to kind of becoming an epidemic now so the way we actually found out that you know thyroid is a gland and how important it is is what we figured out is that because of iodine deficiency majority of the people were developing thyroid problems Okay. So that's the way we started knowing about thyroid issues. But over the course of years, that has actually changed completely. Now, iodine deficiency is not the number one cause of thyroid issue. It is actually the autoimmune disease. The Hashimoto's is the number one reason of thyroid dysfunction. So what has happened in the last decade is that the autoimmune diseases have just skyrocketed. right? And nobody knows about it. Nobody has an idea like why are these autoimmune diseases happening? Now, we do have several studies which do point out that environmental factors play a huge role in autoimmune diseases, but again, these environmental factors are so difficult to study, you know, because, you know, like, how do you quantify them, you know, how much a person is getting exposed to these factors, right? It becomes very, very challenging. So, there are several studies which do prove that environmental factors combined with genetic factors, you know, is the reason of autoimmune diseases. And which is exactly is happening in thyroid too because Hashimoto's is the number one reason of hypothyroidism now all over the world not only in the united states but all over the world and the main reason as you mentioned is yes you know we are living in a toxic world in the last you know couple of decades our environment is being polluted more and more every day we are putting out several different toxins in our environment new ones right these are all man-made toxins that we are producing for different things but they are polluting an environment. So they are having a negative effect on everybody's thyroid. So that's a huge, huge problem that we are dealing with. And then on top of that, you know, processed food, you know, our food has completely changed. So the food actually, you know, I call this as alien food because this food is not what our body knew about, this processed food. You know, the shape, the size, and the the chemical constituents of this food is completely changed now. And then stress, right? You know, we are living in in a in a world today where we have stress all the time, And Especially now, you know, with COVID, you know, we are dealing with such a stressful time for almost nine months now, and we still have no no solution for it, right? right. So absolutely, these are the main reasons that you know the thi- the thyroid has escalated in the last several years, and unfortunately, we are not doing anything about it.
0: Right, and there definitely is. It, it's. Um pieces of genetic components and also like even epigenetic components that, you know, pile on over your lifetime that maybe, you know, I saw this post on, on your Instagram a few days ago, like mold exposure actually can can aggravate thyroid problems too. So it's just the, the life that we've built for ourselves is, is just such an evolutionary mismatch to what we were, you know, millions of years we developed to live under certain types of conditions.
1: Um, yeah so like talking about mold right so like the interesting part is that you know we knew that mold can cause diseases but we always thought that mold is causing diseases in animals and in agriculture so we have majority of our studies actually are based in agriculture because mold grows into like you know different kinds of crops and different kinds of grains when we are storing them and most of these were being fed to the animals so the animals create like it created like Uh, different kinds of diseases which were autoimmune kind of diseases in animals so we knew about it for so long but we thought oh well you know we are also consuming same kind of food why can't humans have mold issues is this that in the last 10 years or 15 years when actually some people some doctors thought well this doesn't make any sense all these animals are being sick with mold and definitely this mold can cause problems in humans too and now we are paying attention to it and that's the reason now we are knowing that mold definitely can cause a lot of, lot of autoimmune disorders along with thyroid disorders. So now, you know, we are paying attention to it and we are kind of doing some research studies to look more into it. But still, it is, it is very primitive. We still do not know what to do with it. And lot, there, are no proper, there are no proper testing. So like if you go to a conventional doctor, they had no idea how to test a person for mold disorder. So this is huge.
0: Right. Yeah. For some of these things, it's really tricky to actually pinpoint unless, um, you know, you go into someone's house and you look at their living conditions. Right. And you actually test for all of these things that could compound and cause problems. Um, And so something else that you talk about um, on your Instagram and on your website is is the mitochondria. So how do the mitochondria fit into thyroid health?
1: Yeah. So kind of, that's an important question. So then, and that's what, you know, like I figured out after my years of research at Cleveland Clinic was that we were looking at thyroid condition in an absolutely wrong way. We always thought it was a destruction of thyroid, which was leading to all these symptoms, you know, which was fatigue and brain fog and also like weight issues and hair loss issues. Well, but these are all symptoms of mitochondrial dysfunction. Again, for over more than a decade, we know that mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cells. So, you know, mitochondrial destruction or mitochondrial disease leads to fatigue, leads to brain fog, leads to dementia, can lead to, you know, hair loss issues. And now we know they also lead to weight issues. So, but we always thought, oh, well, you know, because of the thyroid dysfunction, there is less thyroid hormone. And that's the reason mitochondria is not working, but it is actually opposite. So what I call is that, you know, like just imagine your body as a car, you know, your mitochondria is your engine and your thyroid is your gas pedal. So that's what it is. So we are trying to fix the gas pedal by giving more thyroid hormone, you know, by giving more thyroid hormone. But if your engine is faulty, it doesn't matter how much push you are going to give on the gas pedal, your car is not going to function because your engine is not functioning. So that's what your mitochondria is, the engine of your body. You know, it gives you energy. It kind of gives you the metabolic stability that you need. You know, it is involved in reducing inflammation. It is involved in controlling how much uh, weight you put on. It is involved in functioning of the brain, involved in the functioning of the heart. Each and every body of your, you know, of, of part of your body requires mitochondria. And that's the reason when in Hashimoto's disease or thyroid disorder, these mitochondria are dysfunctional or not functioning. That's the reason it leads to all these symptoms
0: okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense because um you know powerhouse of the cell that's something that virtually everyone knows if they know anything about about the mitochondria and uh, i actually did for a school project uh, about a year ago a series on on alzheimer's and how mitochondria is involved with alzheimer's and it's it's virtually involved in in pretty much everything i mean Mitochondria is they're an essential part of every single cell right I mean mm-hmm. they they can produce either too many um, you know superoxide or reactive oxygen species, or they can help to kind of mitigate those things so really taking care of those of those little organelles is is super super important
1: absolutely yes, and that's what I focus on you know like I made a three step program for my hashimoto's patients uh, and Fixing or rejuvenating the mitochondria is kind of the core of that problem of that process because that is so huge. And I see great successes. All of my clients feel so much better. They're able to lose weight, which you know, like which is a sustainable weight loss. Because in weight loss, a lot of times people are able to lose weight, but they will put on that weight very, very quickly. But with us, you know, like people are able to keep that weight off. You know, their fatigue is so much better, they are able to function better, their mental capacity is it's huge you know like you know like for a lot of these thyroid patients they cannot think straight but after doing a protocols they are able to think straight and able to function better so all of those things get so much better you know by, by working on the mitochondria
0: right and then what about um because obviously we talk a lot about nutrition and nutrition is is fundamental to health but what about um like hydration uh, i looked at a few papers that said that fluoride can actually, you know, indirectly lead to some thyroid problems because of how it impairs iodine absorption. So uh, how does that play into thyroid health?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like, you know, for my clients, you know, almost 90% of my clients will have some kind or the other toxicities in their body. So it is very important that I educate them about different kinds of exposures that they can have. And one of the biggest exposure is, as you said, water. So the regular water that we consume, you know, like if it is coming from your tap, then they can have so many impurities and so many chemicals in it, which can be, you know, different kinds of fluorides, which can have heavy metals like lead into it. It can have pesticides mixed to it. You know, so many things, right? And now again, with our research, you know, over the course of time, we knew that a lot of these chemicals, actually are what we call as endocrine disruptors basically they affect your endocrine glands and being the thyroid being one endocrine gland it definitely destroys it so very very important that all of my patients I say hydration is the key that doesn't mean that you stop drinking water right i said you definitely have to drink water but make sure that you treat your water properly don't rely on other people saying that okay well you know if it is coming from my tap it is safe What I always suggest is that get a good water filtration system, which you kind of know is filtering out all these fluorides and leads and mercury and all these heavy metals and other things, so that it is not destroying your thyroid. So something like even bottled water. Yes. Right. So so even bottled water, right? You know, most of the bottled water is coming in plastic, right? You do not know what temperature they are sitting and how long they have been sitting. So BPA is another big chemical which has been secreted in these bottles. And again, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm drinking this bottle of water. Everything is okay. And I said, well, but do you get it from BPA-free bottles? And most people have said, I have no idea. I have never looked at those. So it's like, so that's where education and knowing about these things is the key. Um, because, you know, unless you know about them, how are you going to fix it?
0: Correct. Right. That's that's a big piece. Um, you know, the education of people. And, and that's the reason why I, I started this podcast, because I just see that there's... Um, you know, even in the people in my community, the people I go to school with, there's there's not too much education based around uh, lifestyle interventions. It's more like, let's wait until you get the disease and then <laughs> treat the disease when it's too late. Right. Yeah. So so uh, going off of that, we've we've covered some of the things that can be pretty negative. But what, what is something that can actually uh, help people's thyroid health?
1: Yeah, so you mentioned something about food, right? And that's where nutrition is the key to my program because I'm a big proponent of kind of doing things as naturally as possible, right? And most of the people, again, feel that, oh, no, diet doesn't play any role in thyroid disease. But for me, thyroid plays a huge role. You know, diet plays a huge role in thyroid disease. So proper nutrition is the key over here because thyroid is an endocrine gland, right? It needs all the right materials to produce those thyroid hormones. And if you're not giving them the right material, how is it going to function properly, right? And same with mitochondria. If you're not giving the right material that is needed for mitochondria to function, it doesn't function. And that's the reason people start, you know, having different kinds of diseases and symptoms. So from the nutrition aspect of things, you know, like, you know, like what I do is that, you know, uh, there is two different categories of food. One is the category of food, which is hurting the thyroid and the mitochondria. So we need to remove those foods, okay? And second of all, then we need to introduce foods which actually help support your thyroid and mitochondria and also help them to rejuvenate. You know, so that's the that's the two things we need to do. Okay. Then so the first categories of food you know where which are hurting the thyroid and mitochondria, these are foods like gluten, you know, processed food, you know, processed sugar, you know, uh, dairy can be huge, you know, for a lot of people, processed meat can be very, very huge. Uh, for our people, uh, soy, corn, you know, all of those things are huge, which are destroying the thyroid gland. And definitely the top two are the processed food and the gluten. That's very, very huge, which is just, which is kind of leading to a lot of thyroid issues. So all of those foods needs to be removed if you have, you know, if a person has thyroid issues, especially has Hashimoto's disease, all of these foods should go away. And then the food that, are rejuvenating to thyroid and helps to regenerate the mitochondria. Are the foods, you know, like first of all, vegetables, green leafy vegetables, those are great. You know, everybody should have greens like almost daily. And then the other vegetables, you know, like as many vegetables as you can eat. So, like the typical, you know, like American diet, when we look at the typical dinner plate, right, we say, okay, well, half of our plate should be like, you know, meat. And then, you know, the quarter of plate should be your carbs and the quarter of plate should be a fat. I actually, and there is no mention of vegetables in it at all. For my clients, I always say that half of your plate should be vegetables. And then, you know, like we work on the rest half of the plate as a protein and the fat and other things. But that's what the shift that needs to happen. We need to eat more vegetables and colorful vegetables, not just one color, not the greens, but the reds, you know, in the purples, the blues, you know, greens, oranges, everything. So what I call this is a rainbow diet that we all need to have a rainbow diet because each and every color supports the thyroid and mitochondria in different fashions. So it's very, very huge and important that we, you know, eat a colorful diet. The second of all is that, you know, like we need to have good clean protein, right? Again, a lot of times we are getting our protein through a lot of processed meat, but that's not what we want. You know, a lot of, you know, there are a lot of plant-based proteins, but even in animal based proteins, you know, we need to make sure the source of protein that we are getting, you know, we need to know about it, right? You know, you should stick with chicken and fish. And even if you're getting meat, then it makes sure that it is grass fed, you know, and then locally grown, right? So those are the things that, you know, people should focus on and should know about, uh, so that, and then the good fats, you know, fat has gone, like we have, you know, gone so wrong with fat in the last decade or so, everybody just hate fats. As soon as you kind of, you talk about fat, everybody, oh, no, 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 I don't want to eat fat, mm-hmm. but we are literally made up with fat. Each and every cell of our body, you know, needs fat to kind of survive. Is this the right fat that we should be eating? And that's where we have gone wrong. You know, we have gone with the trans fats and the processed food with the fried food and the fried chickens and all those things. Yes, that needs to go out. But the good fats, you know, that needs to come in, you know, like your good omega-3s, you know, through good fatty fish, you know, through your seeds, like chia seeds here, you know, like flax seeds, right? You know, through olive oils, through geese, through mm-hmm. coconut oil, you know, all of those things are good fats, So all those nuts and seeds. So all of those things needs to come back to our diet because those are the ones which are going to help or support a thyroid and also help to support a mitochondria.
0: Right. And something I really like that you said on your website is, um, real food doesn't have ingredients. Real food is ingredients. Right. And I think that's, that's really powerful because it really speaks to the fact that, you know, processed food has these, this conglomerate of a bunch of stuff that you may not even recognize. Right. But you know, if it's simple ingredients, like, okay, we have eggs here, we have fish, that's it, you know, that's, that's it. We know what's in it. And what most importantly, what's not in it.
1: Yep. So that's what actually, you know, a lot of my clients, I have to kind of help them educate it how to read labels because nobody has ever read labels on the back of when they're buying things from the shelf and I, and we help them. Well, if it has more than five ingredients in it, then probably it is not the right stuff or if there are ingredients in it which you had no idea what they mean, or if you cannot even pronounce them, then again, those are the things that you should not be putting in your body. And as you mentioned that, you know, that real food is basically simple, right? You know, it should be simple and pure. They're, they're, it doesn't have to be very, very complicated, right? And most people then get scared, oh, you know, that, doesn't mean, that, that means that I'm going to have this bland, boring food all of my life. I said, it's not about being bland or boring. It's about cooking it the right way. You know, again, like, you know, having those cooking skills and kind of educating people about how they can cook healthy by using just simple ingredients, some just simple spices, and then just add so much flavor to it. So then again, that's what we educate, you know, a lot of our clients, you know, with our nutritionists, you know, like how to cook uh, properly. And then they are amazed. They said, you know, I never tasted this food so much, you know, I can actually taste my food now as compared to before I was just stuffing myself.
0: Correct. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I see that's really um, a popular notion is the fact that when you talk about healthy food, it's like, oh, it's bland, it's vegetables that don't taste good. But no, you know, it's it's about education. Again, it's about how how can we make these foods super palatable using a bunch of spices using the right kind of salt, pepper, you know, like it's honestly, there's there's limitless combinations that you can use with flavors
1: absolutely yes yeah so it's again a learning process you know like but i think uh, most people you know who are suffering from thyroid issues and hashimoto's need to do that uh, because that can be life-changing for them you know like if by simple dietary changes you know if you can get your life back I know most people in the end they say that you know it was worth it
0: awesome so one question that i wanted to ask you about diet is um, So organ meats have really come onto the scene as, as being a super health food. And um, you know, in a lot of cultures, organ meats like desiccated thyroid or liver have been known to uh, correspond to supporting the corresponding organ in us because of certain minerals and vitamins that it contains. So uh, for natural desiccated thyroid, would you recommend that for someone with thyroid issues?
1: Yeah, so again, it's a two-edged sword, you know, like, again, natural desiccated thyroid. Basically, you are consuming thyroid, which is coming from, let's say, an animal source, right? So if you are on a thyroid medication, actually, that might interfere, right? And and so that, you know, your dosage might need to be adjusted. So what I say is that, you know, if you're not on medications, then yes, it, it might be safe for you to have it. But again, the source is very important, right? Again, if you're getting your natural desiccated thyroid from a source, which again treats their animals in a very, very poor fashion and their thyroid is full of inflammatory markers and if you eat the thyroid, then all that inflammation goes into your body, right? So you should make sure that it is coming from a source which has been humanely treated and kind of have checked for all the different things like chemicals and heavy metals and all the impurities and toxicities in their supplements and then only you should consume them. And then also, it is also very important that you should work with your doctor. You know, again, most of the conventional doctors will not know anything about it. So if you are into more natural approach, then maybe working with a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath, you know, or somebody who specializes in thyroid disorders is very, very important. Because again, it can backfire because a lot of times, you know, like what I've seen is that people come to see me, they are taking natural desiccated thyroid as well as they are taking medication like levothyroxine and they have all these symptoms of hyperthyroid. And they said, you know, I don't know. I have this hypothyroid and I feel hyper. All these symptoms are opposite. I said, let's do your blood work. And we do this blood work and it does show that the thyroid levels are super, super high. And I said, well, that's because you're taking natural desiccated thyroid and the thyroid hormone together probably that's the reason which is causing it so then slowly and slowly we kind of back off on the thyroid medicine and trying to come off at a level place and they feel wonderful so it's so the bottom line is that it's very very two things are important first of all you should not try it on your own make sure that you are taking consultation with somebody who knows about it and second of all you know the source of where you're getting it from because the purity of those natural desiccated thyroid supplements are very, very important to know about.
0: Okay. So yeah, context matters and working with, with a health professional that knows that there can be conflicting problems if you have certain medication or not. Right. So, uh, last question about, uh, dietary interventions. What, what do you think about fasting?
1: Yeah, so I think fasting is very wonderful, you know, like again, especially intermittent fasting. Um, again, we knew about fasting for centuries now, right? Because a lot of different cultures around the world has fasting incorporated in their daily lives. Now, they were doing it for, let's say, cultural or religious regions, but actually the, there is a scientific reason behind it, and it is all health-related. So again, for thyroid disorders, you know, like it is very important To know that fasting can be helpful, but it can also be detrimental to thyroid health. Okay, So first of all, the benefits of intermittent fasting. So benefits of intermittent fasting, especially for thyroid clients, it rejuvenates your mitochondria. So it gives you more energy than you've ever had. It helps you to lose that extra pounds, especially that weight which is around your waist, which is difficult to get off. Fasting will help you to get off that. Third of all, it helps with mental clarity. So that brain fog that you're experiencing, fasting can be very, very important uh, to clear the brain fog and have more mental clarity. And then as I always say that, you know, energy, like you feel actually more energized when you're doing fasting. So those are the benefits. But what happens, you know, with fasting is that it's a kind of a sweet spot. And for some people, it, it might backfire. What happens in fasting is that when your body is fasting, right, if you do fasting for a very, very long amount of times, like for multiple days or even for a day or so, you know, your body gets a signal that I'm not getting food. So I should shut down your metabolism, right? So it basically shuts down the metabolism. And remember, thyroid hormone is the one which controls your metabolism. So, what your body, the way your body shuts down the metabolism sometimes is by reducing that thyroid hormone level in your body by naturally doing it. So if your thyroid hormone levels are already low and you're doing it, it might not be in your best interest. So some females actually feel miserable after doing fasting. They say, my symptoms are worse and I just don't feel it good. So what I say is that again, working with a professional who knows both the benefits and the downsides of the fasting is important. And start slow. You know just 10 hours of fasting you know which is which is what we call as like intermittent fasting right which is basically you know anywhere from 12 to 16 hours of fasting is what you know people do in intermittent fasting but i even start small i said just do 10 hours of fasting and see how you do if you if you feel fine if you do good then increase one hour to go to 11 hours and then go to 12 hours and then go to 13 and then 14 and then figure out that sweet spot where your body feels good If you go to 16 hours and you feel miserable, okay, then back off, then just go do 14 and see how you do. So it's not that amount of time. A lot of people think, oh, you know, like if I do like 20 hours of fast, that will actually give me more benefit. What research shows is that, you know, the fasting, it's basically the timing of the fast, right? Anywhere from 12 to 16 hours of fasting, depending on your body shape and size and all those things, you can get benefit from it.
0: Right. It's it's definitely a two-edged sword because I mean, fasting is in itself also a sort of stressor, right? And so your body adapts accordingly to that. So yeah, it's important to go slowly and really work with someone because yeah, it can can cause some problems if not done correctly.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're taking thyroid hormone medication, your levels can go up and down. So again, those people, I always say that, okay, you have to be extra careful. Let's go slow you know, again, a person who is healthy, who doesn't have any issues or has very mild thyroid problem, you know, is not on any medication, then I'm a little bit more aggressive with them. They said, you know, you are the person that we can go more aggressive or more faster. But a person who is on a very, very high doses of thyroid medication, I'm very, very careful with them.
0: Right. Okay, awesome. So I want to get into some rapid fire questions here at the end that I'm going to try to ask everyone that comes on the show. So what is the one aspect of health which you have found has the greatest impact on someone's health? Is it their mindset, uh, emotions, relationships, nutrition?
1: I feel the mindset. You know, mindset is so, so much important because a lot of the clients that I see in my practice have basically just lost hope. They think think that, you know, they cannot get better. There is no way that, you know, they can lose that extra pounds. There is no way that they can go out and do things that they were able to do 20 years ago. So mindset is so much important. So that's what I work on my clients, all of my clients. I said, we need to work on this mindset where, you know, you don't have to be suffer miserably. Your health is in your own hands and you can get better.
0: Great, great. And then we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but the concept of holism or interconnectedness, what role does that play in, in your practices? treating the entire patient as opposed to a little, you know, one system or one gland?
1: Well, that's what I always tell my clients. I said, you know, I am not just going to work on your thyroid. I'm not just going to work on your stomach. You know, I'm going to work for you as a whole. So what I say is that, you know, you don't even realize that you have at least 10 other symptoms that you are dealing with right now. But because they are not so important to you, you are, there just your back burner but I'm going to work on your whole body from top to bottom because I want to get you healthy, not just your thyroid, not not just your stomach, or not just your brain, the whole body. The holism is the key to me. I said, you know, like the symptoms are just basically red flags. You know, this is what your body is giving you signs to pay attention to it. So what I say is that, okay, well, you know, if your body, let's say you have a car, right? And if you have a car and there's something wrong in your engine, there is a check engine light, which comes on, right? So basically, the check engine light says that go into the hood and look into the engine and find the problem. The check engine light is not the problem. You cannot just put a band-aid on the check engine light and say that, okay, well, I fix it and everything will be fine. That's because ultimately your engine is going to give up, right? So that's the most important key is that fixing the whole body together is going to lead us to kind of more sustainable results and better results too.
0: And then the last question is a little bit bleak, but I think it's important to, uh, to ask it to people. So, at the end of your life, what, is, what does leaving a legacy mean to you? What do, kind of message do you want to leave behind to people?
1: Well, at the end of the life, you know, I want to be known by that doctor or by that person who helped at least 1 billion females to reclaim their health back the message i want to leave back is that you do not have to suffer endlessly because your health is again in your hands and there is hope there is hope to feel better there is hope that you know you can go beyond what you are feeling or dealing with everyday basis so that's what i always tell my clients is that you know there is hope to get better if you just pay attention if you do certain things then your life can be totally different from what you are feeling now. So I want to be known for that person who has helped at least one billion females to realize that there is a hope to get better. And actually they did change their life and felt so much better than what they're feeling now.
0: That's that's an amazing goal. Um, Thank you so much for being here. So now I want to redirect people to you. So where can people find you and where can people find out more about your work? I know you have a thyroid quiz, Um, So where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so my website is the best way for people to find me, which is anshulguptamd.com. So I have a very nice blog up there. And again, like I believe in science. So that's the reason most of my blogs have scientific research behind. I quote them. So that's where people kind of can go if they want to read, you know, where I'm writing my blogs from. And then, as you mentioned about the thyroid quiz, so I have a, a free thyroid quiz for a lot of people, you know, who can go to my website and take it, which gives them answers to the root cause of their problem. So again, remember that functional medicine goes to the root cause of the problem. And again, I I want people to think about, like, what can be their root cause of their thyroid issue? So that's what, you know, this quiz is all about, which is very, very interacting, easy to take, just take a couple of minutes to take, but can can be very, very helpful for people. Right. So again, if they go to my website, which is AnshulguptaMD.com, um, you know, the quiz kind of pops up over there and they can find me over there too.
0: Awesome. And I actually took the quiz. So yeah, very easy, pretty comprehensive and helpful. So um, so on so social media, where can people find you on Instagram?
1: Yep. So my Instagram handle is MD. Um, So that's where, you know, I'm more active on Instagram because I think younger people are generally liking Instagram. So I like the in, in, interactive feature of Instagram. Um, Facebook, I'm not so active. So Instagram is the best place. You know, I put out so much content each and every day up there, uh, which is health related and thyroid related. So that's where people can find me.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So I'll have the link to, uh, you know, your Instagram handle. I'll have the link to your thyroid quiz on my show notes. Uh, so people can find it there. I want to thank you. I'm very grateful that you took the time to come on the show. This was an amazing conversation.
1: Yep. No, thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, you're doing so much good work. Um, and I think this show will help a lot of folks, You know, especially the education piece of it that you're trying to kind of, you know, help people out with. I think that's amazing.
0: Thank you very much, Dr. Gupta.
1: Yep. You're welcome. Take care.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was a very helpful and insightful episode. It definitely was for me. I mean, I know having so many family members that deal with thyroid problems and probably many, many more of my friends who probably have undiagnosed thyroid problems. um, I know that this will definitely shed some light on that. So if you found it interesting, if you found it insightful, and if you found it helpful, then it would be helpful to me if you could share this, if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, that would be incredibly helpful. If you wanna learn more about the chronic disease epidemic and you wanna learn how the modern lifestyle is actually crippling our health, then I recommend you check out my ebook on Amazon called Return to Human, how modern medicine, the media and the mundane have destroyed our immune system and how to move back towards optimal health. Thank you for listening and I hope to see you in the next episode.